All right, here we go. Welcome back. This is Only the Important Stuff, and I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Uh, today, this is uh, episode number two, um, second episode with a guest, one of my best and longest friends in my life. Actually, he is the longest friend I've had my entire life. So uh, without further ado, welcome to the show, Charlie McGough. What's up, man? How you doing? Living. Living the dream, dude. Welcome to the podcast. Good. Happy to be here. Um, super excited to have you on. Uh, ch- little background info on Charlie. He was the uh, best man at my wedding. Um, Likewise. Honestly, probably my ride or die. One of those, one of the two people on this planet, I think, that uh, if I called and said we need to go hurt some people <laughs> and you can't ask any questions, he's probably just going to ask me whose car we're in. <laughs> uh, Solid line. And so I love you for that, man. I love you for that. I love you, you know, since fuck, we were like fucking 12 years old, however long ago it was when uh, we met at the infamous and raucous you always gotta bring it Club up. Teen in Fairmont, Minnesota. You always got to bring up Club Teen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was, Dude, that was like, the stomping grounds. That was the spot. That's right. That was a wild situation. Like when you think about it, right? How old were we? 12, 11? Uh, yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Something like that. I think we were, we were going into seventh grade. I think that was the summer mm-hmm. that you showed up, you hung out for a while and then you bounced back to Arizona for a bit and we're like, all right, that kid is cool. Um, too bad he's not with us anymore. And then you show up <laughs> midwinter. <laughs> right. Like we just, I just, my sister and I go down there cause it, this place was like right next to my dad's office, like That's right. riding bikes and, uh, what were you, what did you have back then? Was it like a Haro? No, dude, I didn't have. Or, uh, let me see here. So, <clears throat> I had uh, I had a Predator at one point. I think that might have been later. But nice. uh, at that point, I probably had uh, a crappy mountain bike. It was a BMX, dude. Yeah. No, you had the GT. That's though, all I remember. Right? Didn't you have the GT? I did. Yeah, yeah, that thing was. Yeah, it was sick. GT Interceptor. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was, it was uh, dope. It's the only reason you guys were like. You're like, oh man, look at that bike. Yeah, sweet. Look at that bike. That's <laughs> like gonna, one cool thing I had in my life. Definitely gonna get stolen soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We just ride our dirt bikes down there, and uh, I saw you and a couple other cats. And I don't know if I introduced myself to you. Yeah. Or you guys were like, who? Who were you? God, why did that come up? Man, you know, I all the all these no years, I, I I couldn't tell you what. I mean, I think we were the only ones there. Um, for sure. Yeah. Gosh, that's funny because it, it, it's not like probably either one of us. They just go up to some random cat at Club Teen and be like, "Hey, man, no. want to be buddies?" Yeah, very out of the ordinary. Yeah, that's very strange. And then one day, I just. You like were like come over to my house, and I just left with you guys, and like ditched my sister. <laughs> it was probably the same day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we if we connected like more than once. Then maybe we saw maybe we saw each other like a couple times there, but it was like, oh yeah, let's let's cruise over my spot. <laughs> Think so, man. And first time I'm at your house, uh, I crush an apple, <laughs> yeah. and we're just hanging out watching TV, and you had this weird ass like side door. Above on the second floor of the, the house, bottom door. Yeah, it was the second floor of the house, and there was the a door. Floor of the house. It basically led to death. Essentially, a platform. Yeah, yeah it was the roof. It was the roof. Platform. The you could just 
Correct. Yeah. You just walk oh, off yeah. it. Jump right off the bitch. And I I chucked my apple out of it. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, feeding the birds. Yeah. It's for the birds. And I'm pretty sure it was that moment when you realized this kid's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of cool. Well, I was it was more it was more like okay, I mean, we don't normally throw food out of the second floor of my house, but like I mean <laughs> I guess if it's for the birds, you know, I mean, like, I, I suppose that's, I suppose that tracks. <laughs> like, what, are we throwing anything else off the second story or is it just apples or, or you know, I guess what, what else, what else is fair game for these, for these fucking birds here? So I've been throwing shit out of the second store in my house for, for, you know, since then, really, you know, played a nachos, like, oh, I'm done with this. As you should, <laughs> right? No need to throw food As away. Just throw it out, throw it out of your yeah. house. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I just disappeared. Yeah, and gone. And showed back up in the middle of winter. <laughs> Which is a great time for a kid from Arizona to show up to Minnesota. <laughs> it's like, we're not going to ease into this with, with a nice, with a nice comfortable fall, maybe an Indian summer, you no. know, uh, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to show up, you know, in February and see what's up. Right. And it was, I remember riding in my dad, like I showed up cause my dad had moved there prior to, right. And his business partner picked me up at the airport. I flew there by myself. Oh really? Some random guy picks me up at the airport and gives me a ride down to Fairmont, which just would not happen nowadays. Right. Yeah. Like there's no conceivable world. They let that occur. Right. And it's balls cold, and I show up to school. On the first <laughs> this place sucks. This place sucks. A stranger picked me up. He made me diddle him on the way, and now I live in. <laughs> now I live in the Arctic. I live in the tundra, and within like two hours of school starting, everybody hated everybody me. Wants to kill you. It was a good first it day. Was. Um, it's not bad. You covered. You covered some ground. Welcoming to Minnesota. Yeah. And I mean, I tell the story all the time, right? That <clears throat> I went an entire day in at you know Fairmont Middle School, and the three most likely candidates to murder people in seventh grade all wanted to murder. Yeah, me. and they've probably murdered people since then. So much so, they probably have. Um, so much so that the principal pulled me out of class seventh period whatever period our last period was i'm assuming it's seventh pulls me out and says i need you to sit in my office because some kids are going to beat you up is that all that went down and you just come knocking on the door i think you i think they finally it was because god what was it because <clears throat> we hadn't seen you yet we hadn't seen you yet mm -mm. all we heard was there's this there's this punk ass kid from arizona and he's pissed off like you know he's He's not good people in seventh grade, <clears throat> and and uh, me and the same dudes that, that met you that last summer are like, is that is that Jeff? Like we haven't seen him in in like six months or something like that. But could it be that this dude just kind of shows up out of the blue? And like, all right, we gotta we gotta find this fucking guy, like and just let him know that his life is in danger. Probably, <laughs> you know, we're not. And at this point, there's nothing I can do for you. Like, if shit goes down, me as a skinny seventh grader isn't going to help you, <laughs> you know. 
and, and you weren't going to no. be able to help yourself. And so we just, we were on our no, way, God, no. we were on our way to like somewhere and walked past the office hallway. And so I think the after school, they, if you were in the principal's office, they, they said, all right, you can head on home. And then we saw you just trotting down the hallway, you know, it's, it's all good. And so we stopped and run up. We're like, Jeff, good to see you. What the fuck have you been doing this day that, that like, you've made so many enemies at this point? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of hanging out. We're like, we, we laid all the rumors on you that we had heard. And you're like, dude, you're like, I don't know anybody. You know, I'm not going around picking fights with people. No. <clears throat> I mean, now I would believe it, but it'd be like, yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> and you get, you know, and I should sure encouraged me at the time, like any motherfucker that's going to throw an apple core out of the second story of a house probably did ruffle some feathers on day one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, without permission. That's, that's fair. So I guess now I'm kind of rethinking about this whole thing. Like that I, I believe I believe that you're innocent less and less all the time. You know, thinking about it in those terms. But yeah, we're like, dude, what did you do? You're like, I don't know. So we're like, all right, well, come with us. Let's get the hell out of here. And sure enough, we run into, you know, the bad people. Luckily, nothing happened. They basically just said, no, don't call this Chilean guy that we go to school with an N-word, which apparently they thought you did. Um which I didn't. Oh, of course not. A, yeah. I wouldn't. Well, B, he's yeah, not. Yeah, right. And like, that was your defense. It's like, <laughs> so in Fairmont, there, I mean, at that time, like, there, there weren't black people. It, like, it was, it was not a diverse community. And, and, no. uh, so, so, okay, you know, like a quick sidebar, you know, my sister is Korean, right? So we mm-hmm. moved there. And these, these people in Fairmont, I'm not shitting you, dude, are just like, there's, there's a person of color, people of color are black. And, and so they're like, you know, there, there are people that, that thought Megan, my Korean sister was black and I'm not even kidding you. <clears throat> and so it, it, it doesn't surprise me that it didn't take much for somebody to be like, oh, he called this person with, you know, some sort of. I, I think he's Chilean or Peruvian or something like that, right? He's, uh, but he had he had a slight pigmentation to his skin. Right? Yeah, he didn't he didn't look like you and me, right? So, you know, by default, we'll just call this person black. And and so you're like you're like, why would I do that? He's not black. And we're like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like you don't <laughs> you don't know where you are. <laughs> like that's it's beside the point because you came from a person uh, a place where it was it was more you know ethnically diverse. And you're like that, this doesn't this doesn't make sense. <laughs> we're like just trust us. It's a problem at all. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess we're yeah. leaving. And I just followed you guys out of the school, man. And like, well, they stopped us first. To me. Don't you remember that? To me, that was like the start of everything, yeah. right? Like that, I, I just, you know, here's this kid who, I mean, you knew who I was, but didn't really know who I was. Yeah. Um, and now is rethinking everything and probably wishing he didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, who just like stopped and was like, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to save your ass because you're smaller than the rest of us and you're a new kid. I don't yeah. know. And so... To me, it's like always. It's been. It was one of like the defining moments of my life. 
Uh, and I've always told the story a little differently that you like rescued me and like dragged me out and like threw me in the back of your dad's car. And obviously <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I, I honestly, I don't that's remember, how it felt. I don't remember where it went from there. I remember seeing you in the hallway and I remember those guys, <clears throat> those guys like catching up with us. And basically all they said was don't do it again. And you're like, okay, which I thought was smart to, like to this day, I thought it was very well handled. They're, they're you know, they're like in your face, they're like, you better not do that again. And you're like, it was the kid's older brother and and yeah. he was he was legit trouble like he like For any sure. teacher in the school would have had a fight on their hands with this guy and he was the right. one that got in your face and it was like you better not yep. you better not do it again and your response wasn't like i didn't i didn't say anything you just go okay <laughs> and that was the end of it and i was like well that yeah. fucking worked that's brilliant let's get the hell out of here <laughs> hey listen you got to know when it, when it's okay to throw hands and when it's yeah. not. And you weren't throwing a fucking hand. That would have been like not at you, all. You might dude, still be in the air if that kid hit you. And yeah. In the meantime, I'm trying to looked like, funny. I'm like trying to blend in with the lockers, like as motionless as possible. <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But, God, but then I, after that, I, I don't remember about that. I don't remember where we got off to. Like it, maybe it was my dad's car or something like that. I don't remember after that. I, I, I feel like it was, we got in the back yeah. of your dad's car. My old man's like, and, who the hell is this? I'm like, I don't know, just drive. <laughs> yeah. And it, I was like, I live across from the mall. He's like, all right. <laughs> I don't know, it rings a bell because it was a stone throw. I mean, I suppose you could have walked home, but so it was, it was super close. 100%. And I probably was going to. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a bad I never did after that. Point, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But I mean, like, let's like, rewind and just i because i i when i look back on that i find the absurdity of the fact that like three kids were gonna beat me up one of them's older brother who was a legit like threat in the community <laughs> showed up to school and the principal's response was well let's just pull him into the office <laughs> right instead of like trying to like dispel anything and like tell these kids to calm down right. and like get them out of the school or maybe even call the police he was just like oh we'll just hide this kid yeah. and hope they don't find i'm sure it'll be better tomorrow <laughs> and by the way when school's over you don't got to go home but you got to get the hell out of here and so like as soon as school's right. over they're like all right just shake your ass down that hallway i'm sure it's fine at this point i'm sure they all forgot it really was too they're like all right well bell rung you're good yeah. We've done our not our problem anymore. <laughs> Somebody else's problem, homie. Get out. <laughs> oh That's God. Fucking Fairmont Public Education. Yeah. Well, it's probably all yeah, public man. education at that point. Yeah, back then, right? Bullying was a thing. Um yeah, so thank you so much sure. for being on the pod and one of the uh first things i want to ask everybody which i did with nick the first two times we did it uh what you drinking tonight man uh got uh actually tonight this is this is a little bit different than my normal but i got uh maker's mark here and Ooh, this is uh, makers. cask strength so i don't know if that's oh. i don't drink a lot of maker's mark i normally do uh jameson but uh this is what we got this is what we got rocking how about okay. yourself okay well in honor of you, three fingers of bourbon. Right on. Uh, little, little, little four roses, single barrel. Let's see. 
So yeah, man. Very good. Getting after it. Good for yeah. us. Yeah. All right. First things first. I got to apologize for saying you drove an Oldsmobile. Yeah, man. I, I so I listened to that the last podcast, and I mean, I got a legal pad full of shit that I took exception about when you had Dwyer on. So, yeah, well, we can start there, and you know, apology accepted. But mm-hmm. I was I was very surprised because my high school car was legendary, and you thought it was an Oldsmobile. And I, I mean, it, you rode in that car more than anybody, right? So Joe, our friend Correct. Joe and I, um, uh, at the end of high school, when it was like high school party time, Joe and I basically lived out of my car. So we slept in that car, right. like legit. I feel like I mm-hmm. feel like we slept for whatever reason. It was always Joe and I uh, slept in that car <clears throat> a lot. But aside from that, you rode in that car more than anybody. And you're going to just forget that it's, it's the park I have. So... My dad had an Oldsmobile. Okay, gonna, in your defense, my dad had an Oldsmobile, and it looked the exact same. So, so I remember that. I remember there being an Oldsmobile mm-hmm. version. Yeah, you didn't make it up completely. Of that Buick. Yes. No. And didn't we call your car Ozzy? Yes, Ozzy the Land Shark. Yeah, and so like when I was talking to Nick, like in my head, yeah, Ozzy the Land Shark. I was in my head. I was kind of thinking like Ozzy Oldsmobile. Okay. And I was just going down that path. Again, I apologize. Fair enough. I'm sorry. I failed you. Uh, I failed you. Yeah. Yeah, the car was epic. It's not, not, it wasn't epic because it was like super nice. It was an 89. um, And honest to God, I wish I would have kept it. I wish I would have it today because it's probably still running. I think fuck. For one thing. Absolutely. And it, it was like driving a waterbed. It was to this day the most comfortable ride. 89 Buick Park Avenue. Get some. Yeah. And like, you know, as Nick and I discussed, like Buick just knew what they were doing, right? Like <laughs> they, did. they just built tanks. They did. They did. The car probably weighed twice as much as it needed to. It was just a solid chunk of steel with wheels, but they made it ride like a waterbed. And, it was, you know, it's interesting. Consistently, anybody that, that knew anything about cars that <clears throat> they would look at it, Oh, and you know what was super gangster about it is that, um, and I bet your, your I bet your dad's well that for sure. Like your dad probably <laughs> had this too because I remember we both had the same train horn. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a tangent to my tangent because one of your horrible yep. habits that drove me fucking bonkers about you in high school, and you may not even know this because I don't think I ever actually bitched you about it, was that when <laughs> so I'm driving the car, you're riding shotgun. Yep, and. And whenever you saw something, yes, whenever you saw something that 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 you didn't care for, you'd reach over and hammer the horn. You just mash the horn, and you probably did it in every car you rode in. Uh, but it was a lot different no. in that car because those cars had fucking train horns, and so absolutely. And 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 it's like, you know, again, dude, I'm not the one road raging here. It's my passenger, but. Like, everybody thinks that I did it. I'm like, Heinrich, what do you do? Like, would you please fuck off and just keep your hands on your side? So the horn was very gangster. The But the other thing, and I bet your dads did it too, was that the hood opened in reverse. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. So you, you'd pop yeah. the hood and, and the front would come up, and then you tilted it toward the headlights, toward the front of the car. 
Oh man, yeah. that was so classy. That was super classy. And then every but classy. but everybody everybody that that would see it is like, oh, it's got the I think it was like the thirty eight hundred engine is what it said on it. And okay. I know I know jack shit about cars, less than that. But everybody that saw it would be like, oh, it's got that thirty eight hundred, that'll run forever. So I'm like, yeah, I know, totally. <laughs> it's probably nice. still running. But back to the horn. Yeah. Yeah, back to your because the horn is the habit. Oh, I know it. I mean, I know it was a, ha- and I know you hated it. You would, <laughs> after prob- probably the first ten times, yeah, so I was vocal like, about every it, time okay. I did it. Yeah, you were. You got quite vocal. That would have been one car ride, like, by the way. You doing that ten times, like one car ride. Absolutely. Times you would do that. Yeah, and I didn't do it in everybody's car, and there's a reason. Not everyone's car had a horn that was worthy of honking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, drive like an idiot today and get honked at, and it sounds like a wet fart. Yeah. Right? Whereas that, those things, when they went off, people jumped. Yeah. Do they still have those? They were so loud. Because I know Cadillacs had them too, right? <clears throat> and so I don't know if, if mm-hmm. like, for your listeners, if people need to really embrace this. And it's worth checking. Like... If Cadillacs still have them, I mean, you're not gonna. You're, I mean, I don't know. Do they even make Buick Park Avenues anymore? And if so, do they have that badass horn still? I think Cadillacs still. I do. don't think so. Um, well, um, let me see. Anyway, but you can install that level of horn. Like, there's <laughs> fucking crazy videos on like TikTok and Instagram of people doing it in their cars, and they just go around scaring people. Okay. Um, That's fucking. Yeah, man. Like that horn, it needed to be honked. It, it did, so, and I and you know I, it was admittedly underutilized with me, but okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not not at every little yeah. little thing that you deemed an infraction that would <laughs> cause you to reach across the car, but sure. Well, hey man, we're just having fun. Yeah. We had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I think the most. Uh, the biggest reason why I should not why I should not have forgotten your car, right? Um, and this is one of my favorite stories. You gave me a ride to school every day. <laughs> yeah, this right? Yeah, this story captures my brain. It uh, this is how my brain works. Yes, every single day. What was it for? Going on two years at this point. Uh, yep, yeah, it would have been junior and senior year. This would have been toward the end of our senior year, yes. Toward the end of our senior year. Um, you know, my mom taught at the high school where I was going. Um, she had for two years, and I did not ride with her. I waited for Charlie to come pick me up, Who and, and I lived out of the way uh, to get to the high school. But he would come pick me up, and we'd go to school together. And... One day I'm just sitting there, I'm standing, on, I'm standing on my front by my front door, looking out the window, just waiting for Chuck to pull up. And my dad's, you know, at the table reading the paper, doing whatever, and he's like, "You, uh, you need a ride." I'm like, "Nah, he'll be here." <laughs> he's always, you know, he, he's been here for two straight years, Dad. Like, of course he's gonna show up. It's prearranged. <laughs> and, it's prearranged. With, you know, yeah, like this is happening. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And finally, like, I realized the bell has rung. Was it that um, late? We are, we are running late. Well, like, it, we're, we're approaching, like, we're in trouble. Yeah. 
right? And you come flying up my driveway. <laughs> and I run out, I get in. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck happened? Like, everything okay? And you're like, I forgot you. I'm sorry. I forgot you. I went to school. I was walking in. I saw your mom. I didn't and I get go, that far, you cocksucker. I did not. I don't think I did. God, was it? Did I get all the way to the school? I don't. I don't. I did not park the car. And you saw my mom. Oh, I don't think I parked the car. I don't know if you parked it, but you saw my mother. Oh. And you're like, whoops. <laughs> Damn. But thankfully, because my mom worked there, she just wrote us notes and we were excused. Is that how that happened? Yeah. It. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I have, you know, there's a route to go to your house and there's a route to go to the school. And the turn comes real early on in the drive. So you got to commit one way or the yep. other. And for whatever reason, that day was the day that I was thinking about something else. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll just go this way. And like, there's like this thing itching the back of my brain. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I kind of shrug it off like, ah, we're good. Yeah. Shut up brain. We're fine. And then, must be something else. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Do I got my homework done? Uh, not really, but okay. Well, we're good. Yeah. yeah. So I should have remembered from that at least. Right. Like I wrote in it every day. Like you said, other than you, I was the, I had the most miles on that car. Yeah. So yeah. I am sorry, yeah. Charlie. Well, <clears throat> so like that's that's probably the, the earliest example of of like my my brain just not functioning properly. But like that shit happens to me all the time, all the time. Like <clears throat> it's the equivalent of like you know a normal person like walking into a room. And it's like, well, I came in here for some reason, but I don't I don't know why. But with me, it's yep. it's usually like a long journey somewhere and. And so I'll just a quick story that I get, I get, or I used to just get destroyed at work about, and it's, and mm-hmm. this is just how my brain just, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't function right. I don't I just start thinking about something else. So, uh, on the job site and, uh, you know, I'm one of the, I was an assistant superintendent. And so when we had lunch for the guys in the trailer and the foreman and the soups and the PMs, it usually fell on me to to order it right so i call yeah. uh one of the grocery stores this is in eden prairie minnesota and and uh i do you know the story and and so i call and i'm like no, all right I just... i'm uh you know i need to order chicken and whatever sides for you know uh construction crew you know 20 people or whatever and so um they're like, okay, good to go. I need it by noon. Okay, no problem. Or eleven forty-five or something like that. So I show up at the grocery store and go to get my order. And they're like, they're like, I, I, we have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, read them the riot act. I'm like, God, I got hungry people that are waiting for me. And I specifically called, you know, uh, you know, Rainbow Foods, trying to get this fucking chicken. And they're like, you're at Co. <laughs> so I'm reading the riot act to the wrong grocery store. I'm like, well, okay, then I will go to the different grocery store. Then. And so I, for some reason told that story, this is, this is 15 years. This is 10 years ago or something like that. And I still do this yeah. shit about it, but it's, this, it's a, the picking up Jeff Heinrich equivalent of just stupid yep. shit. That's my life day to day. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. That's life. Right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's part of getting old, brother. Yeah, um, old but unfortunately, time. it happened to you 15 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that old at the and, time. It still happens all the time. And, but and obviously, like, I've been doing it since high school. So yeah, it's just how it's just how <laughs> yeah. it's going to be. These are the the struggle is real <laughs> over here, dude. Yeah. Um, speaking of your list that you made while listening to the first uh, uh, episode with Nick, I'm going to give you the floor and let you talk about uh, why you love the State Fair. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so... Floor is yours. I, okay, I appreciate that. Chuck's a... Yeah. So, so you guys, you guys are... Um, Oh man, I wish I, I wish I could have reached through my phone and jumped into that conversation and strangled you guys or something like that. <laughs> because you're just you're just preaching fallacies. You're just you're just spewing bullshit and and besmirching the good name of the state fair, which is a fun time had by all. <clears throat> now Dwyer, I kind of get. So okay, so one thing Dwyer, Dwyer is, and this is Nick. You, I don't know if you ever called him Dwyer, whatever. Anyway, his last name is Dwyer. So. So he said that he'd been to the state fair like once, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's not once, it's it's not many times. And yep. and you know to hear him tell it, you're you walk in there and it's a Pantera concert, and you are you right. are just getting elbowed in every direction and spat upon and mm-hmm. and just sweated on and there's mustard on the side of your face from the guy's corn dog next to you and it's like. <laughs> And it's like, okay, dude, like, yeah, it's busy, but, but it's not that busy. Like there are parts, there are like pinch points in the fair. Like there are at any, any busy spot where, yep, it's busy. But to say that from the time you get there to the time you leave, it's, it's shoulder to shoulder is false. It is false. Now Dwyer has also become very, very ill with food poisoning. So he is extremely mm-hmm. careful about what he eats and how it's cooked and things like that. So that I will give him a complete pass sure. on. I, yep. I have never had to go to the hospital because I couldn't stop shitting my pants. Um, and, uh, if, if I had, I would probably be, you know, down on street meat myself. So I'll give him a, I'll give him a pass on that. Right. But, yeah, but, um, like, I don't know. I mean, it's all, the whole thing is like, it's food on a stick. So you don't have to sit down at your banquet table with your knife and fork and, and eat these things. It's a fucking corn dog. You can walk, you can, you can walk around and eat it. It's all mobile food. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. you know, you don't dig on that. You don't dig on that, but there's also benches. Like if you want to take a load off and eat your cheese curds and shit like that. Mm-hmm. What's that look? There's not many. There's benches. a ton of benches. There's all kinds of places to sit down. There are people's names on it. They're sponsored by people that have passed. Jeff, do you not like? Which, do you not which gets the back to. I do, which gets back to my like whole rant, and I don't hate the state fair. I need to make that clear, <laughs> especially to you, right? Like, because I know. You you like it? I just I had a bad day there. It sounds like <laughs> I heard uh, that. It, it sounds like a shit show. It set me off, which you know, when I get going, I get I get going, and 
it just it was one of those days man where no it wasn't shoulder to shoulder all day like it started out busy and by two o'clock though charlie it was it was fucking chaos on those streets but it was that was also the busiest day of the year yeah i acknowledge that i you know i i i I, pretty sure i said that it was like the you you did 266 like double what it was right like (laughs) That's a crazy number. I get that. And it just bugged me. Like I and I knew it was going to be bad and the parade in the middle of it really pissed Dude, me off. The parade? There's nothing wrong with that. The parade's great. My niece was in that parade. <laughs> that needs to run at 10 a.m. <laughs> when when nobody's there. Yeah. <clears throat> to say there's nobody there at 10 a.m. There's 266,000 people there, dude. <laughs> Not when it's that busy. Right. It needs to run at 10 a.m. Right. I guess that's sort like of that. That's what like set me off. Like we got to a point and we were trying to get. Oh come on! We were just stuck for 45 oh, minutes. Oh fuck we you! Fucking it move. is not 45. I'm dead minutes. serious. I am dead serious. We were by um, the the Butterfly House, which is a murder house. Yeah, by the that's way. a busy intersection. Like all these little kids go in there and just kill butterflies. Oh, essentially, would you stop. Dude, they're stepping on them all goddamn day long. It's terrible. Another exaggeration. Which you have to pay for. <laughs> yes. You think butterflies the, are free? Bacon on a stick. Butterflies era. growing on trees now. Butterflies cost money, Jeff. I mean, they kind of do. Yeah. These are imported. They grow on trees. You catch them in the <laughs> wild. You give them fucking uh, milkweed, and they grow into butterflies. Yeah. And then off they but fly. But do people do that Anyways. for free? No. <laughs> These people have it. You could you could go grow an ear of corn too. But they sell that at the fair. You catch your own butterflies. Fifteen and fucking dollars. So what? You went to Valley Fair. Do you have the same <laughs> issues with Valley Fair? Uh, no. They don't disguise it as that. It's not disguised. It's not the state fair. Is not like yeah, we're we're a charity. We're a nonprofit. It's a for-profit thing. They talk about how your girl, sweet Martha, makes her entire nut. At the state fair, there's all those vendors. That's yeah. why it's like a lottery to get in there. It's because those motherfuckers work for two weeks and they're cool for the rest of the year. That's their livelihood. And I guess to me, that's just not what it should be. But it is what it is. Like, <clears throat> it is what it is, right? I I now have reset my expectations, and I know going to the state fair is going to cost me five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I so I gotta I gotta stop trying to fight the battle. Because I don't. First of all, I don't really care if people like the fair or not, because <laughs> it seems like a lot of people do, and I certainly do. But um, the 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 money grab part, I don't care about. You know what? You know that shit's expensive going in. The money grab part that that I was shocked by this year was the parking, because we always park in somebody's front lawn. You know, that's how like mm-hmm. there's neighbors around there, and they they'll you know some someone will just take off work for those two weeks or ten days. And they'll, they'll either, you know, they'll be making their wages if they're on PTO, but they're essentially doubling their salary because they're, they're parking cars in their front yard and they make a ton of money. And usually it's like, okay, this is expensive, but you know, the fair is like literally across the street. So, and I'm not going to drive around for the entire morning and then, you know, whatever. And it's normally like 20 bucks. 30 bucks on the high side this year it was 40 bucks and 
my brother-in-law went and and uh, he got shook down for fifty bucks. That's ridiculous, and that Dude. is what I. That's 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 my. If there's a beef that I have, it's definitely that. Because they get together, like all the neighbors yeah, get just, together. There isn't some dude that's like, oh, I'm, you know, here over ten here, ten bucks over here. They all get together. Just absolutely, but. it just feels like you're getting fucking poached. Oh, yeah. Well, right, like at every turn. There. Yeah, they know that like you can either do that or you can take a shuttle. You know, I mean, there's there's other options. You could you could get there for free and not have to pay for parking at all. But if you're somebody like me, yeah, they kind of got you. Yeah, and I, I just dis- I hate that it 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 rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why. It just does. Like I, to me, it feels like we're Minnesota, right? We're putting on this thing that we all take a lot of pride in, and I do too. Like, look, I I obviously shit on it, but at the same time, like I acknowledge, like it's a cool thing that you know is a feather in our cap. Okay, um, and if it's gonna be that. Like, make it accessible to people and not feel like you're losing a fucking paycheck going to that thing. You know, because honestly, like, if it wasn't for my kids, like, I'm probably not going every year, right? But, like, my, I know my kids like to walk around and, like, check out the Twins thing and go to the Vikings thing and, you know, look at the dog or the pet area, right, where they do those dog shows and stuff. And, you know, like, dude, you got kids. You can't help but keep them quiet by feeding them food. Right, like so. Let's make it a bit more affordable for that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I get it. It's a, it's a it's a big event, though. You know, I mean, if it was, I don't know. It's yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's expensive for sure. And you know, I certainly get the kid thing, but um, my wife and I we we went on Labor Day, just the two of us. We told the kids they were staying home. <laughs> so we hit it again. And then I've gone in the years past where it's like you just meet some buddies there and you essentially just hang out at bars and drink more expensive beer. You know, like you go to the ballpark, that place down there. And right. Yeah. Just hang out and I don't know. It's just it's the experience. Like it's one hundred percent like could you get cheese curds cheaper somewhere else? Yes. Could you see a cow somewhere else? Yes. I mean, could you ride the zipper somewhere else? Absolutely. But like, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's like the, the state fair mystique and they, I mean, it's kind of like marketing, you know, it's, you know, the demand is obviously there. Um, so yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, clearly. that's kind of how, that's kind of how it goes. I mean, you, yeah. So I'll say this, you're, you're not necessarily wrong, certainly with the pricing stuff. Um, but some of us are just willing to endure it and everybody else that's not yeah. is wrong. And that's where it is. <laughs> and like I said, I just got to reset my expectations. That's what it comes down to, <laughs> right? Is cause I had been going on Tuesday or Wednesday and those days, like we would take a day off work. We'd pull the kids from school or not from school. Like they're not in it yet. Um, and we would just go on a Tuesday or Wednesday and it's half the people there and you can walk freely. Like there's, yeah there's a line for things but it's never long you know you might wait you know two or three people to get a beer you know five people to get you know some cheese curds or whatever yeah um but it it's never like painful right you're never just standing there waiting for shit to like move and yeah i don't have a lot of patience for that yeah 
yeah lines are not my so, friend but anyways but uh yeah i mean you get to that midday point it's like that's a good time to bounce because <laughs> it's how about tc never fucking going that's insane he's never been that there. is insane it's wild i guess i mean i i don't think i went the entire time i lived in fairmont so i guess that that makes sense he did not like he went to school up here i don't even think i went when i was going to college in st paul Probably could have hit the fair with a hmm. rock from where I lived. Oh shit! So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess that makes sense. It seems like just by accident he would have gone at some point with like somebody else's family or something right. like that. Never having gone. Yep. That's That's insane. That's that's pretty nuts. But yeah. I don't know. Speaking of you going to college. Yeah. Uh, in St. Paul, you're a big St. Paul guy. I am. I am indeed. Right loyal through and through never gonna move yeah i can't know yeah maybe i don't know maybe where what's the what's the i don't know i'm, I'm just, I'm just bullshit. <laughs> what's the uh what's the, the the fascination or fixation on being in and staying in saint paul why do you love it so much uh yeah dude it's uh it's a. Uh, it's a very valid question. Um, and, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's something that, that you can really explain. Um, I guess for me, for me, so I was born here and I lived here until I was eight Mm -hmm. and then, and then I moved to Fairmont and then I came back here for college. So, um, so when I got to college here, um, it kind of just felt like home. So there was, so that, that was, that was good. That was a good connection. Beyond that, um, it's like, it's like, uh, it, and it's, and it's not just necessarily me. It's, it's all St. Paul people. And, and, uh, people are just fiercely proud of St. Paul. Um, and, uh, and I don't really know why, like, just cause, just cause, and maybe I do know why. So, I mean, they have, they have these neighborhoods in St. Paul and, um, uh, you know, Highland Park, Macroveland, the East side, the West end, you know, like all those things. And, and each one of those mm-hmm. things feels like a village in and of itself. So like, we're both right. from small towns. Um, I, I mean, relative, you know, relative to here, Fairmont actually yeah. isn't that small. Yeah. I've found out, but, um, uh, these, these areas around here feel like a much smaller town than the small town that you and I grew up in. So <clears throat> there's a real right. sense of community and a real sense of pride. And, um, and, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but, but it's not isolated to just me. It's, it's St. Paul people no. just in general. And some people are just fiercely, you know, proud of, you know, their, whatever town they're, they're from. Uh, but mm-hmm. I would say that the majority of people that live in, you know, New Hope are fairly indifferent and would, would move to, <laughs> move to Anoka or Blaine and probably not bad an eye, you know? Um, but for whatever reason, St. Paul people tend to just stay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's a Minnesota thing in some, in a lot of respects, right? Like yeah. we're all, you know, fiercely loyal to our state. Um, and we're proud of it. <clears throat> you 
you know, as you know, as I mentioned with Nick, and I, I definitely have noticed. Like I said, not just you; it's not just you, as you mentioned, that St. Paul people. It's almost like the anti-Minneapolis, right? Like Minneapolis will tear anything down to build something new, and St. Paul just feels very much like, well, no, this is who we are. Make it work, right? Yeah. And make it work for what you're trying to do. It doesn't mean like you can't develop things there and, you know, put up something shiny, right? If you wanted to, but <laughs> it's, you know, and it, that's how like the downtown is, right? Like the streets yeah. aren't straight. It's, yeah, you know, it was just kind of thrown together and it's, you know, it make it work yeah. or go over to fucking Minneapolis, buy a block, tear it down, build whatever you want. We don't care. Yeah. Right. right. You're not wanted here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, for what you've done, in your past life, I guess you'd probably know more about that, that than I would. Um, and I guess, you know, kind of what you laid out there is, is probably true. And it probably, and it, and it, and it, it kind of pisses me off sometimes, you know, it's like, it's not, mm -hmm. it, it's got to feel that it's not super business friendly. Um, and it's great to, to be like, yeah, we're St. Paul and you're not allowed, but that, that doesn't really work. <laughs> like, economically you know i mean it's like you need businesses yeah. to want to come here and it need to be business friendly absolutely and so and so like what you laid out isn't wrong but it's it it's it's only cool to some point right i mean you know what i always say is For like sure. people so so if if there's like <clears throat> you know a rivalry between st paul and minneapolis i would say Yes, there is, but the Minneapolis people don't know that because <laughs> they. I, I, I think there's a contingent of of people that live in the West Metro that don't know that St. Paul is even over there, <laughs> right? And, and they and they could care less, right? St. Paul are, people are very aware of like this West Metro and it's and it's constantly this crusade. Minneapolis people are like, what's that now? What, what's over there? Oh, not, not interested. I'll be on Lake Minnetonka if you need me. That's where the hockey team plays, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in hockey. Do we have hockey here? Um, so, right. yeah, I don't know. It's it's good and bad. It's good and bad. You know, and, and the yeah. other thing is, like, St. Paul people, a lot of the time, don't necessarily want you to come to St. Paul. They just want you to want to come to St. Paul. <laughs> it's like... You want to live here. We know you do, but don't. Right. Absolutely. So, I don't know. That's the best. Chuck's also a big animal guy. I am. I am. Big animal guy. Major. Right. I was going to say dog guy, but it's not just dogs. You have multiple animals in your house. Kind of like me. Yeah. You have much respect. larger animals, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Not sure that that's the greatest thing ever, but uh, we do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, fucking uh, Benny, yeah. is the house dog currently. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. to Coop. Yeah. Cooper. Yeah, he's been that dog gone. is an OG. Yeah, he's been gone for a long time now, but yeah, he was my guy. He was my guy for sure. But Benny's Benny is like almost Cooper reincarnated. For sure. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're sitting at we're sitting at a dog, two cats, and a tortoise currently. <clears throat> so you have four animals. Yeah, which is pretty light, you know. I mean, we're, <laughs> all the fish the fish have gone. Um, at, you know, it's it's a constant daily battle uh, to try to get my daughter to not bring home a ferret 
she wants a ferret in the worst way. So we're not going to do uh, that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah hard pass, animals. dude. One of my roommates in college had ferrets. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Trevor Dean had two ferrets in college. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah, and he'd let them out on occasion. It was, I mean, they're, How'd they're like cool that? in some respects. He didn't care. Why didn't care? Like with everything in his life, he just didn't give a shit about them. Really? Um, he was just like, okay. And Trevor didn't like let him run around the house. Um, but yeah, he was just kind of like, what the fuck is that? Because they were shifty little fuckers. Um, cute. And he was just, he was a lazy dog. So Fair enough. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Chuck's a girl dad. I am. Three girls. I am. How old? 11, 9, and 6. Yeah, I was interested in that part That's of the, con- the podcast with uh, with Nick. You know, he's he's got a few years on me. So, you know, another us girl dads, we uh, got to stick together and, yeah, learn from one another. <laughs> learn from one another. Yeah. Yeah, get through it in some respects too, right? Because – have you reached a point where you don't relate with them yet? Uh, and like what they're going through, like they just don't want to talk to you. They'd rather talk to mom. Uh, well, right now they're, they're much tighter with mom, you know? Um, and it's probably, I mean, I think that's, I don't know, maybe that's the case with, with boys too, but I think kids in general, when they're young, they're, they're more towards, towards their mom. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, <clears throat> I, I, you know, they're, they, we, we get along great, have, have a great relationship, but, uh, dad, dad is the hammer. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, so it's, I don't, it's a little, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. They haven't locked horns with their moms. Like I hear is coming in, in teenage years and things like that. Um, right now it's, you know, I just have a loud voice <laughs> when, right. you know, when something's wrong. So when needed. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, you know, it's not like, it's um, not like Casey, my wife doesn't, but, um, and she's trying to explain it to me. She's like, I don't have to tell you. She's like, you know, mom's yelling is one thing. Dad's yelling is something completely different. Um, and the fact that we both yell at the kids the same amount doesn't matter. It's going to be a lot different when you do it. And so I try to keep that in mind. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I mean, my wife like complains all the time that like she's talking to a wall mm-hmm. when she's like trying to get the kids to do something. And then I just walk in and I'm like, Hey guys, let's go. And they just like jump too. Yeah. Right. And she's like, it's just such bullshit. Like that they don't respect me or whatever. I'm like, it, I don't think it's that. I think it's just more you you were home with them and raised them and I don't know. It sounds like, bad, but yeah, I mean, you're it's just, I don't know, more threatening or whatever, more imposing, more, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, and it's that certainly the familiarity, especially uh, in Jen's case, since she spent so much time with them, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. I will say, like, from my perspective, it sucks that um, 
I want to say they're afraid of me. Um, there's like a healthy respect there, right? Uh, where they don't probably want to confide in me like they would her. Yeah, for sure. Like that, that's the drawback in my, in, you know, to me, like, yeah, they'll listen to me, but you know, like when we put the kids down, um, like Jackson will sit there and talk to Jen for an hour if we let him. Mm-hmm. Like he just talks to him. <clears throat> and I sit down and I like try to do the same with him and it's like one or two word answers and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm guessing that'll it sucks. That's a that's an evolving thing though, right? I mean at some point. I hope so. Yeah, I mean at some point. Right, you hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think with a dad like you, you know, I mean, I, especially if you're putting in the effort now, you know, I mean, it's, I think a lot of it is <clears throat> just make sure that they, they know they can talk if they want to, have to, right. if they don't, <laughs> but you know, um, that'll, that'll be here and listen kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. Right. I'm not like sit down and talk to me now, right? I don't, I don't do you that. could do that. It'd be just force it. I ask you him. <laughs> you, will, yeah. you will sit down or I will sit you down. Welcome to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sit down, eat your food, tell me your day. Yeah, um, yeah it's just, <coughs> I know, like, because it was definitely that way with my dad, right? Like, I didn't, uh, I probably didn't, con- I never confided in in him with anything. Uh, really, like when I was younger and, you know, obviously lost him too soon to where, like, I would start to confide in him and, you know, obviously hope that that, I hope that that doesn't repeat itself. Um, yeah. And that he, you know, will turn that corner sooner rather than later. You know, Jocelyn will talk to me, you know, but she's still so young that, you know, there's no... Uh, there's no deep conversations yeah, yet. Yeah, like what are you going to talk about? Like, <laughs> no, there's not. Control and and I'm sure Jen would say she'd probably say the opposite in some respects for Jocelyn. Like when like Jocelyn runs to me, right, and like comes to me for when she's in need, right. Um, and you know, we had a year or two there solid where like. Jocelyn and her like were struggle city like they just butted heads all the time mm-hmm. and I was like the only one who could seemingly get her under control mm-hmm. and or get her to listen so yeah I'm sure it's it's probably similar for her in some respects but I, I know that that will turn yeah because there will be conversations that I just I probably can't have with her that only mom can so yeah and certainly conversations you don't want to have with her <laughs> That are more free right. for mom. But I mean, I guess when you talk about when you talk about your dad, though, <clears throat> and not really talking too much with him. I mean, was there? I mean, did you did you have the feeling that you, there was something that you wanted to talk about that you couldn't? Because I suspect that there that there probably just wasn't a ton that came up. But well, I could be wrong. But I mean, did you ever feel like, man, I could I could really use some some advice from the old man right now, but I don't feel like I can talk to him. Maybe even subconsciously. Ooh, that's a good one, dude. Um, I mean, I'm sure there were times like that. 
right? And I just, you know, I think of like the bullshit that we dealt with. Um, you know, like I never talked to my dad about girls. Not that I was like going to go get his advice or anything, but, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, like when I was like 21, he told me I could give a girl a hug. Right. It was just like we <laughs> never had those conversations. It was super fucking awkward. Like, so it was just it, like we never had them. And like, you know, drinking. Right. Like we all grew up. Um, <laughs> In a, in a strict, uh, or at least I grew up in a very strict house where it was like, do not drink, right? Like, so there was never a, com like, I it, everything had to be, like, hidden and or kept from. And it, it felt like there was no room for a conversation. It was, this okay. is what you're going to do, yeah. right? And, you know, in the first episode I did, I, I kind of I, I said that, right? It was like more I was just talked to a lot. There wasn't room for a conversation, and, you know, like you said, I'm definitely not, I'm trying to position things with Jackson and Jocelyn where, yeah, I'm going to tell you what is going to happen right now, <coughs> but I also want you to understand why. And, like, we can talk about it, and I want you to ask questions mm -hmm. and all of those things. Um, yeah, I know, yeah. I know Rod was not happy when you got your first underage consumption. <laughs> Dude, he didn't talk to me for three months. <laughs> I was, I was in college. For I know, while, right? I like, know. <laughs> it was a sixty dollar fine. <laughs> who, like, who fucking cares? You got your name in the paper. I did get my name in the paper, which hey, local legends, yeah. right? Here we are. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, he gave me a ride back to school after winter break, which is two and a half hours away didn't say a word, dropped me off, and then picked me up for Easter and said, hey. <laughs> that's, that's all that generation it's deals like, with that geez. shit. <laughs> for, for real. And I know that's how his dad was. Oh, 100%. Right? Hugh? Um, Old Huey? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, Nick's got a great story about the one time we ran into my grandpa at Sterling Drug. I walked up. I'm like, hey, grandpa, how's it going? Like, what are you up to? And he was just like, hey, good. And then he just stood there. <laughs> Nick was standing next to me and just starts laughing. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Why aren't you guys talking? I'm like, this is our relationship, yeah. man. We just stand next to each right. other. <laughs> right. There's not going to be small talk. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> no. None whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing about Charlie, we lived together um, – for a year of what I would just call pure bliss. It was wonderful. Um, you know, we we drank clutch 44s on the regular, which is 44-ounce Mountain Dew from the Holiday Gas Station. Mm -hmm. uh, we ate gas station food, chewed all the tobacco we could find. Correct. Um, played some Halo. My Halo. And then uh, very awkwardly went on dates together every weekend to the movies at the Eden Prairie Mall. And ate Sbarro pizza. Oh, man. <laughs> God, that was so good. I kind of remember thinking, like, <clears throat> at that time, like, I think I think we're peaking. Like, this is I – don't, I don't know if it will get better than this. Like, you pretty – I mean, aside from the fact that we both had jobs that we had to do during the day, <clears throat> um, that we were not 
super responsible or committed to. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like play darts, drink Mountain Dew, chew tobacco, all the things you just uh-huh. rattle off there, man. It was fantastic. I don't think it gets, it doesn't get better than that. I mean, it was a year of essentially zero responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we had, we had no one. Well, we had responsibilities. We, we just, <laughs> yeah, we weren't responsible for anyone but ourselves. So it's like, as long as we could keep Correct. the roof over our head and the power on, we were pretty much good. So, yeah. So we went from zero responsibility, which was heaven, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to, like, like you said, you, you got three girls, right? Did you always want a big family? Like what? I know you had a big family, right? You have two sisters, so you kind of grew up in a similarly yeah. sized family. Like, why three? Why not four? Why not two? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, dude. I, don't, I guess I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, you know, I mean, there's there's plenty of people out there that are that are like, <clears throat> you know, I want two boys and two girls, and you know, all that stuff. And and I guess I never really planned for that. I mean, I'm. I'm one of three, so I guess I kind of maybe maybe that had had a shot at it, but it's kind of like um, just just you know, kind of as you're as you're building the family, it's kind of like I don't know what feels right, one more, and you know, until mm-hmm. you until you just kind of say uncle, right? I mean, um, and I don't know until until it just kind of feels right, I guess. I, I mean. <clears throat> acknowledging fully that you know I was in over my head with one so how we got to three is like probably poor judgment but <laughs> um yeah but here we are yeah it was it was never it was never like a, we're gonna I'm gonna have three kids and you know come hell or high water I'm gonna do that I just play it as right. it goes right yeah yeah what about you no I mean you know I think I started out wanting five. Damn. Five. I always wanted a ton. It, <sighs> it would have been irresponsible. I'm yeah, fully aware of that. Um, and then we had Jocelyn and she was just really hard as a baby. And so I like, I had, and then I got sick. And so I was just like, yeah, I am done. Like I'm oh, good. Yeah. Our family's good. You know, like it feels whole. I don't need more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know, like you at one point you had like you said something about like, you know, it's about having a full table at the holidays, right? And like looking just kind of being able to look out and just be like, Yeah, that's my family, right? Like all that. And that was definitely part of it for me, was like kind of looking out and and seeing that, right? Like I I had a younger brother, he's twelve years younger, right? But I don't know, man. I had I found like eight brothers in my life, right? You know, and you guys that I just would have loved to have had growing up, right? Like in my family, like a year or two apart, right? And so I always wanted that. And then, you know, unfortunately life threw a curveball, so I never did. But I see the appeal to it, you know, like you yeah. and Boro and TC and like all these guys with three kids, like it's chaos, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean you know I, I i don't know i guess i guess a big family is 
is cool. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the, the thing that, the thing that you kind of refer to is, you know, you should plan your family for how many people you want around, you know, the table at the holidays, not how many diapers you want to change or how many kids you want running around, you know, screaming and crying and things like that. Because, you know, in reality, the stuff that all of us are in the thick of right now is a relatively short amount of time, right? In the grand scheme of things, right? We're all going to spend, I mean, even though that since we're all in the middle of it, it's all consuming and it's, it's like a full-time job plus, and it's a lot in, in a lot of cases more than any of us can handle just, you know, in my case, certainly, um, you know, the majority of our lives is going to be, is going to be them in their adult years, you know? So, um, you know, that's, if you can endure that, you know, 20 years or whatever it is, and that's not Mm -hmm. a short amount of time, (laughs) but you you get to, you get to our age and, and 20 years goes by pretty fucking fast. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, even though we're in the thick of it now, it's it's actually kind of kind of a, a, a blip on the radar for how long you're going to be having the family, right? So yep. it's it, but it's definitely one of those things. It's like it's easy to say, but um, in practice, and you're getting your ass handed to you by you know three kids under ten or three kids you know five and under. <laughs> it's just like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I have, I don't remember when I slept last, you know, like it's hard. It's hard, dude. So well, yeah, it's different for every you... family. Some families can ha- handle five, six, seven, eight kids. I mean, I know those people. It's insane. Yeah. And you know, I just know that the way that, yeah, the way that we're set up, um, we're not going to swing that <laughs> for sure. Right. And I mean, you had, as you just mentioned, you had three kids, like, three under five at one point, you know, and both you and your wife were working, you were going to school, you know, the stresses of all that. How did you try to, how did you get through that? Or or did you just fucking one foot in front of the other every day? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent what it was. It's just like buckle down. Cause I was, yeah, going to school at night, working construction during the day and, and you know, taking care of kids in the meantime. And I, I mean, I just remember, I just remember, I can't remember which kid it was. I think like I was, there was one time, cause you remember when I was finishing my basement in my last house, you came over and helped along with the rest of the fellows. Mm-hmm. But I would try to do that in my, you know, major air quotes here, spare time. And yeah. um, there was, so there was, there was times that I, and I remember this where I think I don't know if Casey was on like on maternity leave or something like that, but I would I would get off of work, go get I think my oldest daughter from daycare, um, and I had a window of time where I could work on the basement. So I would I would have like like the baby Bjorn thing that you strap the kid to your chest. Yeah. And I would be hanging sheetrock in my basement with my daughter strapped to my chest, put up like two or three pieces of sheetrock and then have to hand her back to my wife and then go to, go to school. Um, 
at night Jeez. and then come back from that and do homework and then yeah um and then probably get up with the kid at night you know once or twice and then wake up to be at work at either six or seven in the morning and repeat and i remember i remember finishing my homework um at like i think it was at like midnight <clears throat> and i was walking up the stairs to go to bed and I just like stopped halfway up the stairs and like kneeled down. <laughs> and I was just like, it just has to get better than this. <laughs> like <laughs> that, this is awful. <laughs> this has to get better. And yeah. And then, you know, from there, it's kind of just what you said. It's like one foot in front of the other and just, just try to grind it out. And then you get through it. You yeah. always do, right. You get through it. Um, for the most part, most people, and for sure here we are, yeah. but it's not easy right no and no, man. you know i mean i know there were times for, and i didn't have three and you know i was lucky enough where my wife was able to stay home right and everybody's stress <laughs> levels are different and um and what they're capable of handling right but i remember like i was at a point where i was just i i you know, it was after my dad passed and I was, I'd probably never dealt with that. So I was like, just fucking over that and hated my job. And Jocelyn was like, I couldn't feed Jocelyn. She wouldn't take a bottle. So like on Saturdays when my wife would work at the, the animal clinic or the vet clinic, I'd, I would have, she would go to work and I would have to drive a screaming child to her to feed right oh, and geez. you know i've got jackson who's 18 months or 19 whatever and jocelyn's you know month or two you know just a fucking infant and just screaming bloody murder and i'm walking in with these kids that are crying screaming and like mom's sitting behind the desk and as soon as i walk in they just like start smiling and i'm just going like <laughs> like what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, right? like, like I why? <laughs> like I am worthless. I am literally worthless at this point. Like there's nothing I can do for them. I am just a a, a, a transportation vessel to get them to their mom or to make sure that their mom's okay. And it, I, I just remember having one of those moments where I was just like you said. I I, I didn't like break down, but I was just like, man, if this is what it is. It's not what I want, right? <laughs> yeah, like I'm out. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, one foot in front of the other. You know, one weekend, I just I told her I was like, I'm fucking done. I've had enough of this. You know, she's taking a fucking bottle today, right? And I was like, don't come home from work. Like, don't walk in because as soon as she sees mom, she's gonna light up and. Oh, give me, you know, give me the tit, right? Like, that's what she wanted. And I was like, you know, go do whatever. I'm getting this girl on a bottle today. And I dealt with a screaming Jocelyn for like 12 hours before she finally took a fucking bottle, man. <laughs> oh, that it's almost nice broke win, me too. Yeah, I mean, it was, nice yeah. Win. Like, I, I finally got it. I remember like taking a picture of her, sending it <clears> to Jen, <throat> just being like, she did it. Like, I did it, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, I'm the greatest dad. accomplishment of my life. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Yeah. I, yeah, I but can, I mean I can contribute. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, and, and you and Nick talked about it too. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot of that stuff that you just, you just have to figure out. You just have to wing it. You know, I mean, you guys, you talked about like advice, solicited or unsolicited. I mean, unsolicited advice is, you know, it's, it's garbage. And that, that about broke me too, you know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but it's all shit that you got to figure out, you know, I mean, um, you know, and, and, I guess I guess what I what I've talked about before um, to new new parents new dads, you know, um, when asked, you know, I I'm, I'm real careful about like not going. Oh, you should do this, you should do that, you know. But like kind of the story that I tell is about like getting the kids to sleep through the night. Um, you know, when they're old enough, you know, there's there's a time when when they need to eat at night and there's a time that they just want to eat at night and this is from our pediatrician too where she's like she's like you got to stop getting up in the middle of the night and and feed the kid and and it made it made a ton of sense to me because it's like you know at some point you kind of have to you kind of have to let them figure it out like you did right you know where it's like well do you do you need to breastfeed or do you want to breastfeed? Like, um, you know, is this like, are you physically not capable of taking a bottle or would you just prefer the other way? You know, and it's the same thing with with like nighttime feedings. And the way the way that I justified it myself was like, okay, the kid's up crying at night because she wants to she wants to eat, and um, then she cries. We go in there, we feed her. She goes back to bed. And it's like, if every time I woke up in the middle of the night, I made some noise and somebody brought me a burrito, I'd be like, this is dope. I'm going to do that again. (laughs) And, Mm. and so like, that's the mentality. But if I wake up and make some noise and nobody brings me a burrito at some point, I'll just be like, all right, I guess I don't get a burrito every time I make noise. And so it is the same thing with the kid. It's like, do you have to eat at night because you're growing that quickly and because you're an infant or is it just like you're and it's just something that we have to break you up. So, right. That's how we justified it when we were trying to get him to go to sleep through the night. Absolutely. But nobody tells you that. I mean, nobody. No. Yeah, it's just shit you got to figure out. It's like, I mean, I know, I know, I know kids that could talk and would still get up in the middle of the night and eat. And it's like, uh, okay, whatever, man. Whatever works for you guys. But, yeah. <laughs> you guys do you. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's like a golf tip. Right. Um, exactly. Right. If somebody's just like walking around a golf course, like handing out golf advice, it's it, it's never what you want to hear. Yeah. Right. And it generally will piss you off more than anything. Um, but if somebody asks like, well, here's what I think. But, you know, you got to figure it out on your own, too. Right. right. Like you got to make your swing work for yourself. And it's the same with parenting in some respects. Right. Or in a lot right. of respects. Right. Because every kid's say, different. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say that for the most part in golf, I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, I golf with guys that are very good at golf. You guys are all very good at golf, and I am not good at golf. And I'm certain that everybody that we golf with is looking at what I'm doing and going, well, here are 10 things that could make that (laughs) shot go better. But nobody says anything, right? So for some reason, the etiquette on the golf course about unsolicited advice is 10 times better than parenting unsolicited advice where people are very free to 
offer what they think about like what you're doing. And it's like, I don't know, maybe, I don't, maybe it's cause I golf with all dudes and dudes know when to shut the fuck up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's definitely some of that. That's for sure. Right. Right. Like not a lot of guys walking around giving breastfeeding advice. Not a lot. To other dudes. <laughs> not a lot. Not going to be able to help you much there. No, no. A little bit though. Yeah, got a little, got a little, little, little experience with that. Yeah, um, no. Um, look, like you know, it's something I asked you if you wanted to talk about, you know. But we both lost our dads. Obviously, you know, yours more recently. Um, yeah. But we don't talk about it much, right? Like, and we haven't talked about it much, you know. And so I, I think first, right? Like, I just want to ask you like like how are you doing man like how's all that going like how are you dealing with all of that yeah man I'm, uh yeah i don't know i'm doing all right i mean <clears throat> it's it's kind of an interesting situation because i was actually with you know that crew your our crew yep. uh literally the day it happened um and uh yeah man, i mean it's <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm i'm doing fine I'm doing fine. It, uh, um, yeah, that was about a little, uh, a couple of days more than a month ago. So, yep. uh, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, we, we knew we were in a, in a bad spot a year prior. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of time to process and, <clears throat> it's, you know, in, in my case, um, it was a guy that, that, uh, smoked two packs of cool non-filtered cigarettes, uh, every day, um, since the age of 12. Yeah. So it's not like it was a curveball, <laughs> you know? Um, sure. So in that regard, at least I could, I could kind of, you know, kind of justify things, um, Dude didn't take care of himself very well at all. So um, I'm not very good about that either. So it's definitely something that I, I need to get better about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, I, you know, I've had, I had, uh, you know, and, and I, in, in Dwyer brings up a really good point is, you know, the, the processing process and the grieving process in a lot of cases essentially starts, you know, when you hear that kind of a diagnosis. Yep. And so it's, it's, you know, you kind of start, kind of start working your way through it at that point. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it was never good, but not totally unexpected. And I had, uh, I guess had a, a bit of a different relationship with my dad than, you did with yours or Nick did with his mom or Boro did with his dad. And we just, we got a lot of friends that have lost parents and we're not, we're not that old, you know, I mean, these people are dying young for sure. Mm -hmm. Certainly Nick's dad or Nick's mom. That's, that's, you know, that's horrible. How old is Rod? Rod was 61, two. Uh, he was 62. 62. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was 66. Yep. But, you know, I, since I was, I don't know how old, <laughs> you know, my dad, my dad would say, you know, I'm not going to live past 40. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to live past 50. 
Uh, I'm not going to live past yeah. 60. And it's like, well, dude, you know, and so I was hearing that for, for a long time and he, he kind of lived accordingly, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack <laughs> with this, um, you know, you know, just our history and mental health issues, but yeah, you know, I mean, if, if, uh, if I'm, if I'm, uh, you know, being honest with this, with this whole thing, I mean, I mean, dude, you know, you know the story. I mean, he he bounced yeah. when I was like thirteen or fourteen, right? So right. he he moved he moved to Florida, and yep. So so, um, you know, for twenty five years or something like that, he lived three thousand miles away, right? So he moved he moved back up here when his health started to deteriorate. Right. <clears throat> when you know, and that was three or four years ago. And I'm 42 now, right? So he moves back when I'm when I'm pushing 40, and and he bounced when I was, you know, an early teenager. So it's like, you know, I mean, there's like I said, there's there's a lot to unpack there. So for sure, um, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't your typical your typical father son relationship where it's like, you know, my dad's my rock and he's the guy that I go to. Like there's a lot of, and you know, there's a lot of stubbornness on both ends of the phone. Um, yeah. Where, you know, both of us are whatever. So, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know? So I, I, uh, recovered pretty quickly. The only, the only thing, the other thing that kind of gets me is when, uh, like my daughters ask about him or something like that, Yeah, you know, and I have to kind of explain that, <clears throat> you know, like the one that, that just crushed me was my, at the time she was five, I guess, or she was almost six. You yeah. know, we said, we said that, you know, we called him Grumpy, um, cause <laughs> his name was Pete and he was grumpy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we're like, yeah, well, Grumpy died, and and my my six year old Macy, she was like, but what about all the pictures I drew of him or I drew for him? And it's just like, oh fuck, man, how am I gonna, you know, how do you how do you explain that, you know? Right. So, so I mean that that kind of thing, you know, their reaction is is what what gets me, but you know, as far as everything else, it's it's not the same as you know. Nick mentioned that like his mom was his best friend, you know, like I can't even imagine that. That's just right. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know. I can kind of, you know, I, I already did. I kind of like justified it. You know, it's like, well, you know, you're going to not take care of yourself. You know, that's kind of shit might happen, you know? Um, and I wasn't that close, but you know, Paulette, Nick's mom being, a a outright saint you know and and passing that early you know like that's that's the shit that gets me for sure yeah my old man it's like i kind of get it <laughs> yeah which is shitty it's it's shitty for me to say but it you know that's what it is but i mean and i understand like i i understand where you're coming from right like i obviously like you know have known you all of that time and you know have 
seen and heard right like all the all the stories and so i so i understand what you're saying man like and you know like i like i said i wasn't best friends with my dad right um and very similarly started to process it as soon as i had heard you know this is what's going on even though that wasn't the diagnosis like i think in the back of my head i just kind of figured Oh shit! You know, you know, I I I always think the worst thing's gonna happen, and like, sadly, it did. You know, so I had started processing a lot of that as well. But you know, you mentioned like your kids and like how you know you and your dad had, um, you know, you weren't best friends. <clears throat> you know, and I don't want to call it like a strained relationship by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like you guys could pick up the phone and call each other. It just wasn't. You didn't do it every Sunday night for two hours, I'm assuming, right? Right, right. Yeah. You know, so, like, how does that impact, like, how you try to engage with your kids, right? Like, are you are you trying to well, do things differently? Well, yeah, a lot. I'm not going to move to fucking Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. <clears throat> um, uh yeah, you know, it's, it is, it is tough. Um, because there's, uh, you know, there's a certain amount of biology involved where, mm -hmm. where you, you, you just, I mean, you just have a lot of your parents in you. Yep. And so, and so, um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm careful. I, I, I try to be careful about that, about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and a lot, and, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like there's times where I'm, where I'm kind of, um, battling against, um, you know, some, I don't know, like how you were raised or so. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, so there's, there's like some, some prescribed shit based on how I was raised and, and genetics that, you know, want to take me down one path. And so I try to be as aware of possible as possible right. about, about not going down that path and, 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 you know, um, and try to try to do it a little bit different. Um, you know, and so it's, it's, I don't know, it's super easy to get, get, you know, bitter about that kind of thing and, and all that. Um, uh, but you know, it was, uh, it's actually my sister, um, because I, I don't know, I'm, which won't be a shock to you. I'm kind of a, you know, I can get, I can get pretty, pretty pissy pretty quick, you know, yeah. and just, and just be like, all right, well, fuck you, dude. And like, right off, whatever the situation is, fuck you, I'll do it myself, you know, yeah. um, which, which happened several times throughout the years between me and my dad, um, and it wasn't until my my sister Aaron um, said, "Like, look, dude, parents do the best they can, and sometimes it's enough, and sometimes it's not." Mm -hmm. And um, that kind of gave me gave me pause a little bit, where it's like, "All right, you know, I mean, it's not just it's you know, it's not necessarily ill intent or." Or, you know, out of malice, it's like, 
it just is what it is. And, um, and if in, if in my mind or in whoever's mind it fell short, then that's what it is too. So, um, you know, all I can do with my kids is, you know, do the best I can and, and be able to say like, I, I put in the work, you know, and if it falls short from here, you know, it's like, that, (laughs) that sucks. Um, but you know, be there to make any kind of reparations that I need to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's like we, it's like we've said here multiple times, right? Like you're doing what you can in your situation based on what, like the tools that you have. right? Right. Um, you know, and I think obviously some people are just better equipped um, to deal with things <clears throat> than others are, yeah. right? Um, you know, like I, clearly like Nick's whole relationship with his mom, right, was has made him you know, the type of dad where like his girls like talk to him about everything and confide in him and everything. Right. And I do that on another level, no doubt. (laughs) And, and, you know, we were the tools we were given by our parents, you know, and I think it's, it's not like because they weren't trying by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Like I, I, I know my dad loved me. I know your dad loved you. It was, it was just probably a byproduct of partially how they were raised as well, right? And oh, hundred percent. That's what they're taught, and they're, for that's, sure. You know, they're trying to pass down what they can, how they can, while also dealing with all the bullshit they're dealing with, just like you and I have in our lives. And you know, we do what we can. You know, like everybody wants to hit a perfect fucking drive when they're on the golf course. Uh, sometimes you slice one into the woods. And, you know, you got to yeah. drop a ball and do it again, right? Yeah. And it's it's the same in parenting. Like, sometimes you just totally beef situations. And you're like, man, should I have done that, right? Yeah. Like, there have been times I've snapped at my kids. And I look back and I'm just like, damn it, you know? Because those, those are the memories that are, like, seared into my head from my, For sure. from my dad, right? Like, when For he sure. would lose his temper and lo- or lose his patience and you know he didn't like fly off the handle and beat the shit out of me or anything but you know he was big dude big <coughs> voice and was loud and it scared the fuck out of me right and so like i and i unfortunately am not small and have a loud deep voice Junior. that is also no... <laughs> yeah it's also intimidating so like i i try really hard not to do that um, with my kids and I, I will still contend they've never heard me yell right like I'll raise my voice but they haven't heard me yell yet Um, and you know so you're doing what you can like with what you were given Um, but that's part of like why like I wanted to do this right is to like understand the like help us try to understand these things and like pick up tools from other people because yeah, man. Like, there's no fucking training. <laughs> yeah. Right. And dude, like, yeah, dudes, dudes don't do that either. You know, I mean, like, <clears throat> no. I mean, it's you know, I, I don't know. I mean, most guys and 
it's 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 stupid, but you know, dudes don't don't really talk about that kind of stuff. Like if I wasn't on this, you know, I mean, when we were when we were up north, like the day my dad died, like I wasn't having a conversation about it. You know, like it would just no, you know, it's it's not it's not who I am, and it's not it's not necessarily like a dudes thing. It's a it's a <clears throat> individual to individual thing. Um, For sure. If if one of our guys, you know, if that happened, I mean, like we'd be we'd be all hands on deck, you know, ready to ready to hear that and ready to listen and all that and you know where it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just it's a little bit different. So um, yeah, guys just aren't totally. yeah aren't very good. And I and I I'm I'm probably I'm probably you know, it's probably worse than most. Um, I don't know. I just don't have a lot to say about it. <laughs> despite, <laughs> despite as much, despite how much I'm talking right now, you know? Um, but like I said, it's a, it's a lot to unpack. And I think probably even, even you guys, you know, the people that I'm tightest with probably only know, you know, half of, half of everything that went down, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely right like we you know we wouldn't uh we never had those moments right where where we're dealing with that shit and we just call each other and be like oh my god charlie can you believe what my dad you know like we never did that no you just fucking dealt with it and fucking moved on no um or you know had a beer or whatever and like tried to tried to fucking drive forward um yeah, and you know, obviously it's not all bad, right? Like my I, I love my dad, you know, and I'm sure you shared similar feelings with your father, right? So like like what were some of the po- like do you, what were some of the positive things like growing up that you learned from him that you try to like pass on? Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I've thought a lot about that. Um, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's a, that's a really, that's a really tough, that's a tough one for sure. But, um, you know, um, he, he, he has given me really good advice throughout the years, even, even when we were, living apart, you know, like mm-hmm. we would talk and I, I would talk to him. I remember a lot of the conversations I had with him when I was in college. Um, and he would, I mean, he would always say that he's, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, all that stuff, you know, so it wasn't like one of those like cliche, like, Oh, he, you know, he's emotionally closed off kind of a thing. And, right. um, you know, so it's, it's nothing like that. Um, <clears throat> it's just, it's just less of a traditional kind of a relationship, but, you know, I mean, I think back to, to, you know, when he was around when I was growing up, um, uh, he was always, he was always a, a really, really hard worker. Um, mm-hmm. and so he would, he would always talk about, um, you know, when you do a job, you, you know, do it right. When you're, when you think you're done with it, you step back and you say, is there anything that I can do to, to, to do this better? And, um, and, uh, 
if there is, you keep going. And if there isn't, then you're done. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think that, that, uh, <laughs> that work ethic carried with me. Um, I can't say that I'm always knocking it out of the park and that I'm always, you know, up before the sun and all this shit, but there's been times when I've had to buckle down that we kind of touched on in earlier conversation, you know, earlier in the conversation. And, uh, you know, I think there's definitely part of that, 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 uh, you know, being, you know, working hard is, is important. Uh, the other thing is it, is it, my dad was, was the smartest person that I will ever meet. And yeah. as, uh, as, you know, as deep as the issues ran, that dude was fucking brilliant by anybody's account. You find his worst yeah. enemy and they will tell you that they're, that he's the smartest guy that he's ever, that they've ever met. Um, and you know, in, in true, true Pete style, uh, the advice that was given in that regard was, you know, the world is tough, but it's a lot tougher when you're fucking dumb. <laughs> so don't be fucking dumb. And so, and so that was the advice that I was given. And, it, you know, and, you know, at age, age 42 now, like you get that, right? Like you're, you're, you're in an uphill battle in life anyway. Um, no matter what. Absolutely. And, and if you're a fucking moron and you don't, and you don't put in the work to try to better yourself, it's, it's, you know, exponentially tougher. So, so, Absolutely, uh, you know, kind of those two pieces are the, are the, are the big takeaways for sure. Hundred percent, and I, I know I remember him as being just like a super generous dude. Um, oh yeah, generous to a fault. Yeah, generous to a fault. And that actually is kind of a lesson. Um, to, <laughs> that's kind of a that's kind of a it turned out to be a what not to do kind of a lesson. But <laughs> but he was he was very generous. Yes, he was overly yeah, generous. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's how you and, go from being a multimillionaire to having nothing. Sure. But there's an element of sure. generosity, yes. Yep. Yeah. But I, you know, I always took it as, you know, people he cared for, he wanted to make sure, you know, enjoyed themselves, right? And like, I was always, I was blown away. Like when I decided to join the army, like, you called and you're like, my dad wants us to come down, you know, like fly us down, like hook us up for, you know, four or five days, whatever. And just like get, get us out of town and like have us go on a vacation or whatever. And it was just like, man, you don't need to do that. And, but he was like, no, I want to like, this is awesome. Like, you know, I, it was like a thank you from him and it, it was completely unnecessary, but it was just like, dude, like, I appreciate the, I appreciated the hell out of it and I remembered it. And, you know, it was kind of like one of those concepts and, you know, yes, there's a fault to it, right? Like you're saying, right. Um, if, if you take it too far, right. Yes. But just his, the mindset of like, I can always make more money, you know? Um, and you can in, in a lot of respects, right? Like, and I grew up in a very frugal family and, um, you know, and so I I try to, you know, not be as tight uh, 
and try to make sure like my family has like fun and I, like I'll help out people if I can. Um, obviously, I'm not going to like go broke doing it, but uh, yeah, like that, it, that was one of those things that he did for me that I always, I will always remember um, him doing that. He just 100% didn't need to do, you know? Yeah. Um, because that was just kind of the guy he was. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, we all got our warts, that's for sure, right? Um, but the good things generally outweigh the bad, or hopefully they do. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun trip. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it and, was. No, we didn't. You know, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't go crazy, but uh, yeah, it was no, it was a good good getaway, and um, I think we played it pretty low key. That today, that and to this day, um, the meatball sub that we had outside the strip club is greatest was meatball sandwich I've ever the ever greatest had. maybe sandwich I've ever had. I mean, it's it was it was fantastic, and it was just this dude that was selling meatball subs outside of that strip club that we went to street meat was, outside of a strip. It was club. amazing. <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> that was that trip. Got to get back yeah. there. Got to get back there and have one of those. Find that guy. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ill advice. Wonder what the, wonder what the fuck he's up to. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, you have given me a ton of time, and I appreciate the hell out of it, man. Um, Went quick. Yeah. It does, right? Like it does. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I part of me wants to try to keep these um, to a certain time limit because I just I know how like valuable everybody's time is. But at the same time, you know, with my brothers, like I know I could just sit down and like do this shit for fucking days. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you um, giving me the time tonight. Um, love you. Yeah. Hope you guys are doing all right. I know you are. Um, Likewise, man. And looking forward to uh, getting together and uh, having our own little memorial for Pete. Uh, we'll yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, feel free to cut out any of the any of the shit that I was ranting about to get it. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Keep it more interesting. It's all so, good. So, no, man, I appreciate um, you having me on. It was, it was fantastic. I, uh, I, uh, I, I couldn't be happier for you for for doing this, man, and uh, and uh, I'm honored to to be uh, one of your guests for sure. I'll do it anytime. Wouldn't have it any other way. All right, brother. Um, as always, like, share, do whatever. I don't fucking care. You don't have to share yeah. with anybody. Uh, yeah, I will say that I your first it. your first two your first two guests are devoid of social media, so. Um, I'm doing this the right way. <laughs> I'm doing this the right way. Like, I guess, I mean, I guess I could post it on LinkedIn or something. I don't know. I mean. No. <laughs> no, man. Like, it, it's, I, that's not my goal, right? Nah, if it nah. happens, great. You organically. Know, but, organically, bro. Absolutely. If it happens organically, like, that's outstanding. But if it doesn't, I don't care. I'm still going to do this. Um because I I enjoy doing it. I hope you had fun. Um, yeah. I know I have fun talking to talking to you guys. So, uh, like I said, I, I was 
part of me is looking for an excuse to hang out with you guys more and and do this more often. So, um, yeah, this is like what you it, should be doing. Dude. This is what you should be that. doing, and I'm happy to to uh, you know be part of it. Hundred percent. Appreciate it, brother. All right, man. I love you. You take care. Uh, everybody else. Hopefully, you'll turn in next episode. Tune in next episode. Uh, until then, be good. Later. All right.